Good morning. Welcome to the Angry American. It's Friday, November 13th, 2020. My name is Chris. I hope you guys are enjoying your week. I hope you guys had a better week than last week, but we're still running into a lot of different things going on in the United States, and that's why I'm here, and I will always be here to give you guys the news. I thank you for the few listeners that I have, and uh, please share the content if you guys get a chance. I expect eventually to have a YouTube channel where you'll be able to view the podcast on there and also listen on here on Anchor or whatever format you're listening to right now. There's a lot of news coming out. Uh, we just got rid of Hurricane Etta, E-T-A, Etta, Etta. <laughs> uh, but Florida's recovering and so are some of the other states, so Hopefully those people will come out of it. This has been a hell of a year, 2020. Please go away already. We have about two months left, and uh, we just got notification yesterday that also California joined the mix of a million cases. So we now have Texas and California with a million cases. It's crazy to think how many uh, things we have going on in this country right now to add to that. How many people have had COVID-19? And the fact that we're sitting here talking about the election instead of talking about what we could do for preventive measures for COVID-19. The numbers are going up and whether or not you agree with the mask or not, uh, we do know that wearing a mask reduces the likelihood of you spreading or receiving the disease or the virus, whichever one it is. Uh, obviously, if you've had COVID, it could turn into a disease and impact you for the rest of your life. If you're one out of six people, they are experiencing lifelong symptoms of this. Maybe they'll fade out over time. Uh, nobody really knows yet. But what we do know is that COVID-19 is not a joke. It is something to be taken seriously. And we hope that more people will take it seriously in the weeks to come. Now, uh, looking at everything going on now. Uh, we have record highs going on in the United States. We're averaging a thousand deaths a day. Yes, a thousand deaths a day from this damn virus. And it's time that people start wearing masks again and social distancing and realizing this is not a joke. This is something that's serious. While it might not impact you now, it could impact you and your family in the future. So it's time to start taking those precaution steps. I know it's a hard thing to see. Uh, But, you know, I'm seeing it less and less being taken seriously. But what I wanted to get into is why hasn't Congress decided to pass measures dealing with COVID-19 relief? And there's a lot of different things that I think they should hit on. And I hope you guys, if you guys have anything to add to it. Unfortunately, I don't have a comment section right now. uh, But I will soon with the YouTube. And then I also have an email here soon. Where, you, where all you guys will be able to comment if you guys have anything to add to it. But number one that we're looking at as of right now, the number one issue, and I, I know it's, I mean, it's bothering me. I'm pretty sure it's bothering a lot of you guys is that, well, now a lot of schools are sending their kids back home. So we're running into the same issue. Uh, like we did before with COVID-19, which 
means that some moms, some dads have to stay home with their kids because they can't find babysitters. Or babysitters could be coming, uh, becoming too expensive. So that's the reason for that. I think the first thing Congress needs to figure out is how to help all those parents with COVID-19 child care relief. Now they have, obviously, you could add it as a deduction at the end of the year, but there's a lot of parents that this is unsuspecting times. I think it's time for Congress to step up and help these parents out so they could get back to work. And school is not a daycare. Let me be the first one to say, you know, school is not a daycare. That's not what I'm saying in all this. What I'm saying is that these parents have a schedule. They have a work schedule. They know their kids are in school during certain days, certain times. So they were able to get a job based off of this. So now you are giving them different circumstances where if they have to stay home with their kids because they can't find a babysitter or a place to take them in. I mean, obviously older kids are out of this equation, but the thing is, a lot of parents are left into this decision where they have to figure out some sort of childcare option, which usually leaves, on most cases, either the father or the mother home on a two-parent home, and that in return causes them to lose a lot of money, and uh, they're looking at having to squeeze their pennies even more, and we're having Christmas coming up. Uh, now, if you don't celebrate Christmas, I understand that, but uh, Christmas is a big holiday in the United States, so... Black Friday is coming up the day after Thanksgiving, which is on the 26th, I think, this year, which would put that at the 27th of the month. Now, what I find crazy is that, you know, they're talking about a possible nationwide shutdown. Now, Congress hasn't even met to decide these different options taking place and so forth. So what you're having happen is that Congress is needing to be Sorry, in session. They need to be in session. They need to figure out options for the American people or else, you know, retailers are going to start laying off people after the holidays because they're going to have less than expected sales. I think retailers probably already downgraded how many, how much money they're going to make in the first place. Uh, but Congress needs to figure out either A, how they're going to send relief which uh, with a stimulus package for those people that, uh, for all Americans, and then B, you have a lot of Americans that are still filing first-time unemployment. What do you do for those people that have only been receiving two, $300 a week? Are you going to give the states extra money again to backdate that so that these people have extra money to pay up-to-date on their rent, on their mortgage? Because in January, we're looking at a lot of people being evicted, a lot of people being homeless, and uh, Congress or, or our government doesn't seem to have a plan with this nor do they seem to give a crap and that is the most disturbing part about all this it's not so much that we're dealing with the crisis it's the fact that we have a government and an inept government they can't seem to get along with something that makes sense which is caring for the humans and caring for their citizens of their country i mean i hear you know i heard this back in earlier in the year when people were saying, well, people need to get back to work. Well, how are people going to get back to work? Think about this common sense wise. 
how are people going to get back to work if they don't have a job to go back to? You got to understand these. Some of these people have been furloughed or laid off, saying they're going to be hired back whenever the economy starts to rebound. So they're holding out for it. A lot of those people could have been making, you know, thirty dollars an hour, twenty-five, twenty, and you guys want them to drop what they're doing and go work for a low-wage job. And then possibly lose their benefits from their current employer because they're going to get another job. So they have to look into that as well. We have Disney laying off people. Which is a major thing, especially down in Florida and California. We have airlines. Hotels are laying off people. The whole travel industry is in disarray right now. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen to that. Hotels are operating at a lower capacity. People are being laid off from there, from restaurants. Small businesses got very little relief, very little help. Uh, This is a very crazy situation right now going on in the United States. And I don't think some people in their mind, because they don't educate themselves on it, but I don't think a lot of people in their right mind understand that These people can't just stop what they're doing and go get a job that you guys think that, I shouldn't say you guys, that they think that they should get. These people have been working in that field for a long time. Uh, Some of these people might be older, so they have that skill and they should be able to utilize that skill and they can't. And the government needs to figure out something, some way to send relief to these people and these businesses before it gets a heck of a lot worse. And we're sitting here with a bunch of homeless people on the streets because we all know these apartment complexes and these rental companies don't give a shit uh, because if they did, they would be figuring something out as well. And a lot of these companies are probably going to figure out a way to soup their losses too because they're going to have losses from people not paying their bills, not paying their rent. It's, it's a crazy situation. And we're sitting here on November 13, 2020. I think, you know, 45 days away, uh, 47 days, maybe 48 days away from the end of the year. And uh, it's scary, guys. It's very scary because you see the impact of this virus doing numbers and you see that Congress has not sent any type of relief to the American people since earlier in the year. If you notice, the economy was still kind of growing at the beginning of the year because people had extra expenditures, extra money. I shouldn't say expenditures. I meant extra income so they had that extra income that 1200 or you know for a family they they had that extra you know 3000 and they probably saved it didn't spend a lot of it i know many people that haven't done that and they've burned through it already and there's a reason for that uh you have less money uh coming in you know somebody might be out of work like i said there there might be less hours at the employer that they're at this is a crazy situation so I mention all this because you can't just tell people to go back to work. There's, first of all, uh, if these people are working in certain jobs, like I said, they could lose their benefits from the job that forload them, and then they might not get hired back because they currently already have a full time job. Uh, but let's say you are making $30 an hour. This is where it becomes a place. So I think the people that are saying, hey, you know, these people are making, you know, they need to go back to work. They need to get whatever job they can. I think these people don't have high paying jobs. I think 
These are the people that are looking at, you know, they are making the $15 an hour. They're not educating themselves. If I make $30 an hour and I'm living in a certain type of lifestyle, you can't sit there and tell me that I need to have savings saved up uh, when I've already probably already had two, three months worth of savings, but I've already burned through that. So that's out of the question. That's out of the, out the window. But you can't seriously tell somebody that makes that much money to go work a $15 an hour job when they were probably making, you know, a lot more money than that living in a comfortable situation because everybody has a situation where they live in their lifestyle. Once that, you know, income is taken away, then those people have to figure out a way to pay those bills. So then it becomes a necessary of... Okay, do I want to pay my mortgage or do I want to make sure I have food on the table and make sure I pay for my car at least? Because if I don't pay for those two or three things, then I am looking at being out of being able to do anything. That's where gig jobs come into play and they might become more popular during this time period or they might be full because less and less people could do that. Or you have less and less people being able to afford a car payment, so they just let that go just to have a roof over their head so they don't get behind on their mortgages. It is a crazy situation, guys. When you think about it, when you look at the whole entire picture of this, you cannot give one explanation. So when the, you have a certain party individual named McConnell uh, who says people need to get back to work, how are you going to get back to work if there's no work to get back to? It's a fair question. It's a simple question. I don't understand how it's a hard question to answer because it's a truthful question. Uh, It's a question that I've been asking for quite some time. Now, obviously, if I'm somebody who could do that because maybe my job paid $15 an hour and I could go get another job that pays $15 an hour, then sure, yeah, you're not going to be in that same situation. But if you're making $80,000, $90,000 a year, even $50,000 a year, taking that type of pay cut is a huge hit on your household. And then you could say, well, people are living beyond their means. No, maybe they're not. They're living on their lifestyle. And if somebody is making 80000 a year and living that lifestyle, and you cut that lifestyle out, and now that person is making absolutely nothing, uh, you are having a huge impact. Like, they're, they're being impacted hugely. And like I said, then it becomes time if they have kids they have to decide which necessities they have to have and which necessities they're going to have to let go. This is also going to play in a time where people are going to have to file bankruptcies. They're going to have foreclosures, evictions. And uh, what are you going to do as a business when you're running a new people? So this, this is a whole crazy situation. These people won't be able to find anything just because they have an eviction or because they've been foreclosed on. Then you're having the housing market bust out. You're having a housing bubble where basically you have all these empty houses because they've been forced out of their houses. So guess what? Your property value starts going down. Guess what happens when property values start dropping? Property taxes start going down because the value of the houses have gone down, which means your local and state governments have less money to spend on certain items like police certain items like fixing the roads like there's a variety of different government services that people depend on now they have to start making cuts to those services firefighters paramedics police officers certain areas of that because they have to cut corners as well 
So this is an everlasting effect. This is something that, you know, affects the whole economy. This doesn't just affect one single person. This does not affect one single family. This in the long term could be worse than the 2008 crisis. This could be worse. The reason for it is because the 2008 crisis most likely, you know, more than likely was designed, sorry, was caused from lenders doing predatory lending, causing them to lend out money to people that could not afford certain things, creating adjustable rate mortgages, basically for the uneducated, and then them in return having to pay more money a month, resulting in them not being able to afford it, resulting in evictions, resulting in foreclosures. I should just say foreclosures, not evictions on that. Resulting in the apartment, uh, the apartments being more expensive because more people were living in apartments, less people were buying houses, which means a home construction, less people were constructing houses. And then, <laughs> this, this gets better, uh, prices of houses dropped tremendously, resulting in less property taxes, resulting in a lot of communities not being able to hire new police officers, paramedics, firefighters, resulting in hiring freezes, uh, resulting in a variety of different things, resulting in the government having to create the COPS program to give cities the money necessary to afford these new police officers. It's it's a whole mix of different things. Usually I try to keep these podcasts at like, you know, 10 minutes, but this is a long month. So our government needs to get off their asses, realize what the heck is going on in this country and send some relief to the American people before this gets worse. It's going to get worse if they do nothing. It's going to get worse if you expect these people to go find $15 an hour jobs. Not only does it impact that, it impacts these banks. It impacts everything. It impacts a lot of places. Traveling. People having extra money to spend on different things such as travel. So our government needs to figure out the relief necessary. Because we're still two to three months away from a vaccine. That doesn't even mean that the vaccine is going to be readily available to everybody. It's going to be the high risk or the people most likely to contract COVID-19 first. And then after that, you're looking at giving it to the people that want to get it uh and a lot of people don't want to get it in the first place so a lot of businesses have already said hey look we will open in 2021 like cruise lines concerts but either you're going to show that you've tested negative or you're going to show proof that you have the vaccine so we're seeing that now as well so 2021 is going to be a little bit different than 2020 Uh, But people are going to refuse to get tests. They're going to refuse to do a lot of things, resulting in, like I just said, resulting in a variety of different issues to to include what I just stated. So I'm pretty sure most of you listening to the program understand that because you guys are angry like I am. Uh, But I just wanted to put all those facts out there. Because right now we have a do-nothing Congress. We have all these people on the streets. And uh, these people need some sort of relief. I shouldn't say streets, but they're going to be on the streets. 
we have Christmas coming up. And now these families have to decide whether to get gifts, whether to pay rent, whether to pay a you know car payment, whether to pay an electric bill, whether to pay a gas bill. A lot of different issues here. And uh, I hope you agree with me on that. Congress needs to do something. The do-nothing Congress needs to do something. The current president needs to quit being a sore loser and realize there's millions of people that are out of work right now that are struggling and he needs to understand that this isn't about him this isn't about none of these government officials it's not about them anymore it's about ensuring that the american people get relief so that we don't end up in a huge recession even a possibly a depression um, from covid19 and with that being said i hope that you enjoyed my podcast today please subscribe to it listen for future podcasts hear from the angry american and I'm an American and I'm angry and I hope you are too. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. If any news pops up, you'll be the first to hear it here on Anchor. Thanks again for listening.